You are now tuned into the sounds of the Ultimate You Podcast, a place where we discuss fitness in every aspect that you can imagine, along with the various complexities that life has to offer. So if you want to see what's up, then pull up and have a seat, because the more that you tune in, the more that you'll be changed into the ultimate athlete that you were created to be. What it is, what it is, what it is, everybody. It is me, it is me, BDB, back with yet another episode of the Ultimate You Podcast. My name is Brandon BDB Bender. I hope that you're having a fresh and epic day today. Today, today, today. Oh, man, we got a great and exciting episode for you today. Perhaps one of revolutionary proportions. (laughs) <laughs> but we're going to get to that here in a little bit. Uh, we want to say if it's your first time on the Ultimate You Podcast, appreciate you. Your second time and above, appreciate you. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you a little sneak peek of uh, what today's episode is going to be about. Uh, you, you know, familiar plus familiar equals familiar. You know what I'm saying? Familiar plus familiar equals familiar. And same thing plus same thing equals same thing. And I'd probably also say that same thing times same thing equals, guess what? Same thing. And same thing minus same thing, it'll be less of the same thing, but guess what? It's still going to be the same thing. So I'm saying all that to say is, as you may have been able to notice throughout my time on this podcast, I have been one that has grown up around the church, been in church, and we hear a lot of sermons that deal with the spiritual. And at times, of course, we are compelled and challenged to take action. Absolutely. But for you, the listener, and only you can answer this, how many times have you been challenged and compelled to do something in regards to enhance your physical health and well-being? Just how many times? Just just think about that. Only you can answer that question. Because a trend that I've been noticing for quite some times is, is that there are some churches that need to incorporate more and more health and wellness uh, sermons into the Sunday morning service or whenever their main service is. Now, let me just give credit where credit is due. There are churches out there that exist that are currently doing something in regards to the topic that I'm going to be talking about today, whether it be some form of nutritional education, physical health and well-being education, fitness education. Uh, It may be one of those sectors or something regarding the mental health or things of that nature. But I truly believe that we need to be reminded that when it comes to God, God, it's so easy for us to put God in a box. And we do it all the time without even realizing it. And I truly believe that's one of the reasons why God always wants us to listen to him. He always wants us to tune into him because he's always speaking and he's always speaking, whether it be something new or if he's reminding us of something. And a lot of times it's a mixture of both. And so and I'm not going to sit here and say I know exactly what God is saying. But I do believe that today's topic, this is a need that needs to be met in more and more churches. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into it. So grab a pen, grab a pad, 
take notes. And if you're driving, stay awake, don't close your eyes and pull up to your table, get a sippy cup, get a straw, get a bib. In case of that revelation, in case of that revelation drips so, if it drips so deep, you don't want that, you don't want that dribble dribble to get onto your shirt. So get you a bib. Anyway, let me stop playing around. Let's go ahead and get into the Ultimate You podcast. Let's go ahead and get started. Catch that green light. And let's go. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, y'all. I hope y'all is ready. I hope y'all is steady. And I hope that y'all is ready for today's episode of the Ultimate You Podcast. Last time I checked, my name is still BDB. And woo-wee, we got a doozy, a doozy of an episode for you today. I'm talking about a big one. You're going to see why when I talk about what I'm going to talk about. You're you going to see what I'm talking about. But before we get into that, of course, if it is your first time jamming the Ultimate You Podcast, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to jam the Ultimate You Podcast today. And if it is your second time in above jamming the Ultimate You Podcast, I want to thank you as well. Whether if you're in New York, whether if you're here in Texas, or if you're in Florida, you're in California, no matter what state you're in, in the U.S. of A., thank you. And if you are outside, if you are outside the U.S. of A., I thank you for jamming the Ultimate You podcast as well. So today's episode, you know, a lot of episodes I come up on here, I, I share thoughts. I mean, that's what I do. Some episodes I, you know, I have some things that I want to share. I, I have them jotted down. This time, I, I just want to share some thoughts, y'all. But this is some stuff that has been stewing. It's been brewing. It's like it's been on my mind and heart for, I mean, quite some time. At the very least, it's been on my mind for like the past several months and probably even longer than that. I'm probably being very conservative and being very nice with it. But I can say at the very least that what I'm going to talk about today has been on my mind and has been on my heart for the past several months. Uh, so before I get into that, I want to explain the audience of people who I am talking to. Of course, it's for whosoever will listen. But there's a very specific, I guess, group of people that I am pitching this to. This is more so of a pitch. So I want you to imagine that for those of you that work in, you work for a business to some degree, you're in sales, right? For those of you that are in positions that you make sales pitches, whether if, whether if you go, I mean, I don't even know if there's, businesses today that still do door-to-door -door? i don't know but we remember back in the day there used to be door-to-door -door business and of course today a lot of businesses conducted online and maybe direct to sales and all that kind of stuff no matter how it's conducted there is a sales pitch that is to be had and what i want to do today is to make somewhat of a sales pitch if you will okay so uh, before i get into that i just want to say all the little necessary things to get out the way whether if it's your first time or if it is your second time and above jamming the ultimate you podcast i want you to consider subscribing consider following the ultimate you podcast and if you feel that you're getting some sort of value and if you are uh, if you want to find out ways to support the ultimate you podcast you can do so by clicking the link at the bottom of whatever platform that you are using there should be a link there and then follow the prompts follow the instructions and you can 
contribute an amount of your choosing to the Ultimate You podcast. And well, if you don't want to do financially, you could always, of course, do word of mouth, right? You could always tell your next door neighbor and tell your next door neighbor at work, your next door neighbor in your neighborhood, your friend, your best friend, your spouse, your coworkers, your acquaintance, whomever it may be. It may be it may even be a hater. I don't know. Whomever's in your midst. If you want to share this episode, share it out, share it out with those that you feel compelled to do so. And speaking of sharing out, this one needs to be shared. And I'm going to get into the specific group of people that I'm talking to. I am talking to pastors of the church. Okay, whether if you're a head pastor or you're some form of a pastor to some degree in a church or if you work in some capacity at the church and you have some level of access to the pastor. Maybe the pastor doesn't hear it first, but someone that works in the church gets wind of this episode and they say, "Ooh, I need to pass this along to the pastor. I need to let the pastor hear this. Yes, please have them hear this. Uh, What I'm going to be talking about is straight up. It is time. It is time. And honestly, it's probably past time for more churches to start incorporating more sermons about health and wellness and fitness and nutrition. And it doesn't have to be all four of those uh, entities, if you will. It doesn't have to be all four of those sectors at the same time. Now, really, those four things, you know, health, wellness, fitness, nutrition, I mean, they all intertwine in some way, shape or fashion. But it is it is time for that sector of life to be talked about behind the pulpit on a Sunday morning or where whenever you have a, a church service. It could be Wednesday night. It could be Sunday night. I know sometimes churches have Saturday service. Now, I want to be very clear in the space that I'm coming from, the aura that I'm coming from. This is not about me trying to communicate this in a, in a hatred kind of a way, bitterness, resentment, or any, any sort of negative emotion like that. But I will say this is a challenge. I, mean, I won't say a challenge, not, oh, accept my challenge and yeah, do it. No, but challenge in terms of, challenging a pastor's thinking, you know, um, and I'm explain who I am in just a second, especially for those of you, your first time listening, you're like, who is this guy? Who, who is he to make these statements and these bold claims? I'm going to get to that in a second as far as who I am, but I want to respectfully challenge, uh, pastors or anyone in some form of leadership, headship management, if you will, in regards to a church. And really, honestly, uh, I mean, I'm I'm really talking to churches with deep pockets. And the reason I say that is because obviously they have more of the means to do things. But that does not mean that does not mean that churches that don't have as much uh, deep pockets. That does mean they can't figure out other ways to uh, further enhance uh, the things that I'm going to be talking about. OK, um, so why am I saying these things? Well, I'm saying these things is because I believe this is a need that has that needs to be filled. It need it, you know that it needs to be filled. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that health and wellness sermons need to be every single Sunday. Absolutely not. By the way, let me say that you know me personally, I have the utmost respect for pastors and what they do and all that goes into preparing for a sermon, the the life that they have to the lifestyle that they have to live. And the pressure that they are under a lot of the times, I am not a pastor. I've never been a pastor. However, as I said moments ago, I'm going to get to who I am. That's what I'm doing now. I'm a person who is 
pretty much growing up in the church, been around the church for a very long time. I currently attend church. I currently serve in church. Uh, I used to teach Bible studies, uh, men, well, a men's Bible study over a decade ago for two years from, tw- uh, from 2010 to 2012. I, I co-led, I led and co-led men's Bible study groups. So I, I understand the itch in terms of wanting to encourage, wanting to challenge, wanting to uplift, wanting to help bring conviction to people. That's what this is about. This is to help bring conviction, not to help bring condemnation. This is to help bring conviction to to pastors, to whosoever will that works in the church that catches wind of this episode. And then they hear it and then they share it with their headship or their pastor of whatever church that they're going to. I am a person, as I said, I've I currently attend church. I've been around the church. I have served in the church in multiple capacities. And one key reason, one prime time reason that I mention this is because I know it is possible. I know it's possible. We know the Bible talks about all things are possible to them that believe. Right. Believing in Christ, believing in Jesus Christ and believing in his word. By the way. I wanted to make sure I say this. If it's your very first time jamming this podcast, or maybe you jammed this podcast for any length of time, this episode is going to be a little more church lingo, church language, if you will. Why? Well, because that's who I am. Okay, that that's who I am. So there's going to be you know, a little more uh, spiritual, a little more church overtone, a little church lingo, church vocabulary in this episode, because the main audience of people that I'm talking to is, like I mentioned moments ago, is pastors. Because I, I, I strongly believe this and I, I believe it needs to be incorporated to some degree. To what degree that is, I don't know. And by the way, pastors, I, what I'm saying is I want to pose these puzzle pieces to you. OK, I myself do not have all the answers. I do not have the exact A to Z blueprint of what I'm saying, like what it should look like, because each church can, uh, you know, each church has a different vision of how they want to glorify God, how they want to do the will of God in terms of, you know, playing their part and helping the people get saved and set free and from sin and all that stuff. All right. Um, and on that note, let me say that I understand that that is the main head honcho in terms of messages and whatnot, that in some way, shape or fashion, messages should uh, involve and, and should include a salvation at some point, because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. That is the uh, that is one of the primary goals of churches, inviting people to church so that way they can hear God's word. And if they've never been saved, hopefully they get saved or they at least keep attending church. So that way at some point they can get saved and get set free and they can start walking that different path. They can start walking that path that God has for them. Okay. I want to throw out two verses, just two verses. I want to throw out Proverbs 4, 7, with all thy getting, get understanding. With all thy getting, get understanding. And you might think, well, B, that's not really like a health and wellness verse, you know. No, it's not. It's not a a health and wellness verse, but it is a verse of principle. Principle. Because anything you put your hands to, all thy getting, get understanding. Because let's face it, we all got knowledge. We all got a lot of knowledge. We all have some level, some degree of knowledge in our bones that permeates through our veins every single day. But the question is, how much are we applying said knowledge? Because as they say, applied knowledge, that's, that's when wisdom is in the mix. That's when wisdom is in the mix. So 
Proverbs talks about how you have to prize wisdom very, very highly. That means that everything you come in contact with every single day, including working out at the gym, wherever your gym is at, you got to have wisdom in the forefront of your brain, the forefront of your mind. When you're having interactions and conversations with people, wisdom needs to be at the forefront of your mind. It needs to be tattooed on your heart that as best as you can, you're going to do your absolute best to apply Holy Spirit led wisdom. Okay. now and the same thing goes for when you have or when you are trying to better, when you are trying to enhance, when you are trying to further advance and further enhance your health and wellness, your physical well-being, which brings me to my next verse. First Timothy four, eight, where it talks about physical training is of some value. Now, I know that right after that, it talks about how godliness and I'm paraphrasing how godliness is important in every aspect, in every way. And I, I stand on that. I believe that. I agree with that. I have no problems with that. With all due respect, I want to focus on the lesser. I want to focus on the lesser of that verse. And, and I want to and I want to make this very clear. The lesser part of that verse where it talks about physical training is of some value. I am not override, not, not saying that that overrides godliness. OK, it does not. However, that does not mean that it is not important. Pastors, I, I, I made it extremely clear. Bible makes it very clear. First Timothy four, eight, uh, one version, ESV version says bodily training. There's another version that says physical training. Now, me personally, I like physical. I like the version that says physical training. Because that that is what we need to do. Look, you have. As people now, I'm talking to everybody. We all have different obligations, and different demands every single day. You know, we should be focused on this. We should be focused on that. Some of us are parents. Some of us are not parents. Some of us are in school. Some of us are not in school. Some of us have more demands than others. Some of us have less demands than others, more and more obligations and less obligations than others. But I'm telling you right now. Every single person with a pulse, whether if you are a pastor or not a pastor, every single person with a pulse, no person is exempt. No person is excluded. We should be. We should be convicted and compelled to, to be charged with wisdom, to be charged and getting all, uh, all understanding. With all thy getting, get understanding in terms of wisdom on how we should be taking care of ourselves, of how we should be stewarding our bodies. That is one thing every single human being on God's green should be consumed with. We should be we should be, uh, you know, at a certain level of obsessed with that, not making it idolatry, but we should be a certain level of obsessed. And yes, I have to use the word obsessed because there's so many distractions today in 2023. There's so many things vying for our attention. We need to be obsessed and we need to be very passionate about how we should steward our bodies. I will die on that hill with that statement. Now, I want to say that this is not a, a thus saith the Lord. I am not a prophet or anything like that. These are just some strong beliefs that I truly believe that God wants us to have. When people talk about God first and family second and all of that, I want to respectfully challenge that statement. God first. Yes, absolutely. But I truly believe that right after that, should be the level of self-care that we have for ourselves and that we apply to ourselves. Because look, I believe in the phrase out of sight, out of mind. If you don't see it written anywhere, how are folks going to know the level of significance with it? 
And speaking of out of sight, out of mind, pastors, I'm respectfully challenging you to think about this statement. If these these type of things, if it is not talked about on a Sunday morning behind the pulpit, how are the folks going to know? The people of God, really everybody, but especially when I say people of God, I'm talking about those that have been officially and legitimately saved by Christ Jesus. That means that when I say you've been saved, that means that you believe in Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for our sins. He died for all of failure. He died for all of sicknesses, diseases, poverty. Yes, diseases, including COVID-19, which I call the boo-boo 19, because let's be real, that's all it is to me. I don't give a crap what the news says. I don't care what people say. COVID-19, me personally speaking for myself, all it is is boo-boo to me. That's all it is to me. Why? Because I have such a strong conviction. But tell you who I am. I have such a strong conviction about health and wellness because I believe a prayer for myself is that I never get sick again. That I never get sick again. Now, I'm not going to sit here and make guarantees for that, but guess what? I'm, I'm going to step out on faith and I'm going to die trying. I'm going to make sure that I do all that I can in my God-given power to take care of myself. I'm going to do all that I can in my God-given power to take care of my health and well-being, my physical well-being. Not just that, my mental well-being my emotional well-being, my spiritual well-being. That doesn't mean I've always had it perfect. I failed many times, but I know how to get back up by the grace of God. Not get knocked down seven times, get up eight. You want to put some multiplication on it? Not get knocked down 49 times, get up 50. You want to multiply that? It's a big number. I ain't got it in front of me, but guess what? Whatever number that is, add one to it. I'm going to keep on getting back up. But even as as great as that is, what's even more so, the one-two combination, the one-two revelation that I was given was what I just told you. And then the one above that is that I know God is in control. I know ultimately God is in control. I know that he is the one that says, all right, BDB, you're going to be on earth this amount of days. Not saying I know the amount of days, but he's in control. Okay, cool. I put my health in his hands. I put my health in his hands. That means that the Bible talks about that the word of God is healing to our flesh, healing to our bones, right? That's faith talking. That's faith. That's what I'm talking about. I believe in his word and I believe in the ability that he's given me in order to take care of my well, my, my, my own well-being, the, the, the work that I put in. So pastors, you might be thinking, who is this BDB guy? Why, why is he so passionate talking about this? Let me tell you something. Uh, yes, by credentials, I'm a personal trainer, but let me just be real. That's not the lane that I'm operating in right now. Like I, I I'm just going to be real. I'm not someone that has, you know, all these client, crazy clients. And I got all these testimonies that, wow, Brandon, he trained me BDB. He trained me for X amount of times or X amount of months and years. And I got these results. I got that results. No, that's not the lane that I'm operating in. But I tell you what, as I've mentioned before, this podcast has been running three years deep, July 31st, 2020 smack dab in the middle of the COVID-19. I came up with this podcast. I debuted this podcast by the grace of God. Some that had been stewing and brewing within me over the uh, over over several months, over several years. People have spoken over me talking about, oh, B, you got a great voice for radio. You got a great voice for broadcasting. Uh, here and there, people would tell me that. I did an internet, I did a gig with internet radio for about a few months, like the last quarter of 2015. But, ah, but I wasn't ready then. So what did I do? So three years later, that's right. Three years later, I finished what I started. I finished what I started by going to a six month school and getting certified, not just certified, but getting a certified diploma 
and health and wellness and fitness and nutrition, 500 hours of training, not just not just in the classroom, but hands on training with actual live human beings of what of, of the basics of what it means to work out. The basics of what it means in regards to nutrition, the nutrition that actually helps your body, the nutrition that actually advances your body. I, I did it. I lived it. 500 hours for six months. And I was the most dedicated student. I showed up early and I stayed late. That's the passion. That's the guy that you're dealing with. And like I said, I ain't going to be your next average personal trainer. I don't, like I said, I don't have all these clients lined up and stored up. But I tell you what, I have a podcast and I write books. I write books. You want to check me out? Check me out at Vision of an Athlete on Amazon right now. And I challenge you, pastors, get you a copy, read the book, leave me a review. I dare somebody to do that. Vision of an Athlete. Let the changes begin. I'm working on volume two as we speak. Because I'm challenging folks to let folks know that everyone is an athlete. It doesn't matter if you have an athletic background, if you don't have an athletic background. Everybody is an athlete. If they, if they spend the time to get the revelation for themselves and to realize how much of an athlete they are. Not just in the physical realm, but also in the spiritual realm. Why? Because it's 2023. How many folks are, are still depressed and still uh, going through, um, you know, uh, the bad times, the hard times? How many folks are going through health issues, health challenges? I work in the medical field, in the medical industry. I see it every day. I see folks with obesity issues every day, all kinds of health problems, high blood pressure, uh, the blood sugar levels high. There's, there's too much sugar in their urine. I see it all. I see it all. So I got a lot of skin. I got a lot of equity in the game. I ain't just some average Joe Schmo coming up on here talking about health and wealth and, or, and you know, this, that, and the other. This should happen. That should happen. And I ain't putting no stake in the game. I got skin in the game. I got skin in the game. So that's what this is all about. The people of God need to know what God says about health and wellness and, and fitness. Now, here's the thing, pastors. I told you, I'm just freestyling here. This is this is. This is all organized freestyle because I understand that the Bible is that it does not overtly talk about health and wellness. You really have to piece a lot of things together. And I want to challenge the body of Christ. If you call yourself a true Bible believing Christian, I'm talking about like for real, for real, your mind, your heart, your soul, your spirit, everything on the inside of you. If you call yourself a Bible believing Christian, I'm talking about you believe in Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross. And that, and that he's able to forgive us as we speak. That, that's the kind of gospel I'm talking about. If you are that person then and you read your Bible, you would know that it, it is not overtly like it is not a, a big in your face in terms of the significance of how we should take care of ourselves in terms of health and wellness. Yes, there are some verses kind of scattered throughout there. And then really, there's some other things you have to you have to clue in together. You got to piece these things together. Okay, I gave you a couple of verses at the top of the podcast. And again, the main verse I really want you to focus on is 1 Timothy 4, 8. That physical training is of some value. Not no value, not zero value, but of some value. Okay, I want to challenge the body of Christ the way you look at the Bible. There are some of you out there that are Christ followers. You read your Bible that some of y'all, you're, you're very literal with it. Okay, I say this with all due love and respect. I want to challenge you to look at the Bible in, in a deeper way. And what I mean by that, that if the Bible said something like, you know, thou shalt check your blood pressure, thou shalt check your sugar levels. You see what I'm saying? Then we'd be like, oh, OK, I, I should do that. But we need to uh, look. We, we need to really just step back and say, OK, what is God really saying? 
that if the Bible talks about that we should steward our bodies, well, that means your your entire body, like that we should, Proverbs 4, 7, with all thy getting, get understanding. That means you need to understand your physical body. You need to understand perhaps what, you know, if you're allergic to some foods, okay, see what foods you're allergic to. What are your limitations, if any, if you have any, or, do, or if you don't have any limitations? You need to understand what your body needs. What are the needs of your body? Okay, so uh, that, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, we're going to have to do a little extra dig and an extra reaching. Because the question is, if people are not hearing it in the church in terms of uh, sermons about health and wellness and fitness, where are they getting the information from? Now, of course, you know, by, by proxy, you might be saying, OK, well, the Internet. OK, well, of course. Yeah, the Internet. You can say the Internet and some people listening. You say, well, I've, you know, just like I mentioned moments ago, you went through some sort of certification course. Uh, you took some form of classes. You read some books. That's fine. And that's all well and good. But again, I want to stress the significance that there needs to the, having what I'm saying, having it in the church is a necessary component of the bridge in terms of the gap. And one side of the gap is people that are really not in the know or maybe they kind of know, but they're really not like like 100 percent sure, sure that, OK, I need to operate in conviction of stewarding my body. And then the other side of the uh, the other side of the gap is what I just said, those that. Those people that are sure they know they're stewarding in their bodies and they're, you know, they're, they're taking all the necessary proper steps in order to taking care of themselves. OK, that, the church needs to be uh, not just uh, outside of the church, but inside the church as well in terms of sermons. There needs to be there needs to be a, uh, a fill in the gap when it comes to that, because. And the reason why I say it needs to be on a Sunday morning. Well, for one, you got the most you, you got a lot of people there obviously depending on the size of your church. Uh, oh, another thing I forgot to mention, in my previous church, I was asked to teach Sunday school about this, about, you know, basically uh, the, just the basics of health and nutrition and honoring God with your bodies and all that kind of stuff. And like, guys, I'm going to be very transparent, not going to lie. I remember one of the classes, I remember some of the people in the class, you know, kind of poking jokes, kind of, you know, making fun or that kind of thing. Not going to lie. You know, i I kind of had to sweep it under the rug. It was like, okay, you know, but, uh, or at least I, I took it that way. I, I could be wrong. Maybe they were just uh, being purely lighthearted and joking about it and not meaning anything behind it. Maybe, I don't know. But I, I do believe this is something that should be shown with reverence and respect. So, yes, uh, that is one of the reasons I mentioned this. In the previous church I was at, I was asked to teach about this all by myself. I didn't have no co-teacher or anything like that. Uh, but as great as that is, this needs to be mentioned behind the pulpit in front of everybody, main Sunday morning, Sunday evening, whatever you want to call it kind of service. That's what needs to happen because, well, for one, like I said, you have the most amount of people there. And what happens when you hear God's word? Seeds are planted. Minds are challenged. Hearts are convicted. People are thinking in their head. Hmm, OK, it, it, it gets people to thinking. Wow, maybe I should, you know, kind of make these changes. It's been on my heart, but I really didn't know what God thought about it. When you start planting seeds like that, I promise you, not everybody, but more people will start, you know, following suit and making changes and all that kind of stuff. Because that, there is a lot of intangible. I mean, you know, yes, you want to you want to talk about the spiritual. You want to talk about the intangible, the abstract, if you will. But there also needs to be from time to time. 
there needs to be some level of frequency in regards to health and wellness and fitness. Okay. Now, again, as I said, I don't have all the answers. I don't have the full blueprint of what, of how it should look. Like I said, my position of this episode, pastors, is to present you these puzzle pieces and then have conversations with other pastors. You know, what are their thoughts on this? What, are, what is their heart? Pastors, what are your hearts and your convictions uh, when it comes to health and wellness and nutrition? What, what, what are your convictions when it comes to this? I challenge you to think about that. Because like I said, if the folks in the, in the congregation are not hearing it, you know, some of them will, you know, some people will have enough uh, drive and grit and will to, you know, be hungry enough to seek after these answers for themselves. Absolutely. But there, as I said, people need to know what God think about it. So another reason, why am I so bold and confident in saying all these things? Is as I said, I've seen this happen. The previous church I was at, there, there was a vision. And for those of you that hear this episode, if you went to the same church I went to and around the same time frame that, uh, that, that I went to the church and you went there too, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There was a vision at the time that there was going to be a healing center at this church that I used to be at. There was a vision for a healing center. Uh, I, I, I specifically remember, like it was yesterday, right after the sermon, the pastor allowed us to like if we wanted to literally, I think he led us all to this other part of the building. Like well, it was a building in the back. It wasn't the same building. It was a building in the back. And if we wanted to after service, we could. It wasn't mandatory, but it was optional. If we wanted to walk and follow the pastor, he was going to show us kind of like a, where it was going to be at and what it was like. It wasn't finished, but it's almost like I think uh, walls had been torn down. Like I think I want to say that construction may have been close to starting around you know building it and making it all that kind of stuff and i remember seeing sort of a an example blueprint during that same service like hey this is this room is going to be this it was going to be like a there was going to be like a bar where there was going to be like smoothies and all kinds of healthy stuff that was going to be sold and then i think there was i think there was going to be like an actual workout area i think there might have been there was going to be like a prayer room or a meditation room something like that i don't remember 100 percent, but those things i remember and so I remember seeing that, you know, in the other building. And I just started visualizing. I, I started getting excited. I was like, man, this is great. Like, I started making plans in my head. Like, man, I'm going to work out here. It's going to be so great. It's going to be so much fun. And even more so in my, in my head, I was like, man, it'd be cool if I could get involved in this somehow. In what way? I don't know. But I thought to myself, at the very least, it would be very cool to be involved in something like this, you know, whether it be working there or volunteering there or helping out in some capacity. You know, like I got like I didn't tell anybody, but like I got excited within myself. I got internally excited about that. Well, unfortunately, that none of that, you know, came to fruition because unfortunately, long story short, the church ended up closing down, you know, money issues, financial issues, you know, the whole shebang. So I say all that to say I know it's possible. I know it's possible that churches can have some form of a, you know, a healing center. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, like I said, every single church or that all churches should look, to, should look the same in terms of having a healing center. I'm not going to say that. There's different ways you could, uh, you know, have this come to fruition. You know, and again, I'm just spitballing ideas out there. Uh, like I said, my role is not, I'm not here to, you know, thus saith the Lord, I'm not a prophet. But I don't know, you could, maybe you could tag team with other churches. You know, because I remember when I was in the young adult ministry in this same church, 
now it wasn't about health and wellness, but when I served in this young adult ministry at, at this same previous church, I remember that we had tag team with four other churches and I remember it was a ton of fun. It was a lot of fun. We, we would do ministry together at just different places around the Metroplex, you know, and, and I would, I met a whole bunch of people and all that kind of stuff. So I'm saying that maybe that's something that could happen. Maybe like if you're a smaller church, maybe, maybe if you don't have enough necessary funds, maybe you could talk with other pastors in the area and, you know, reach out to other pastors in the area and that are, that are into this kind of thing, that are into health and wellness and fitness, or maybe just talk with other pastors in general. Say, hey, what do you think about coming up with some kind of idea where we could, you know, do something to inspire and challenge the people of God in the congregation to, you know, just to, that it's very significant, very important to take care of their bodies. It can start with a conversation because you know what the word of God says, when two or more, when two or more are gathered, God is there in the midst. If you can get one other person to agree, you already just established more power right there. So if you just start with conversations, now don't end with conversations. If you start with conversations and then just kind of you pray together, kind of see what ideas and you brainstorm what ideas you can strike up. Who knows what uh, God can do in the midst of that? Who knows? Right. Think about people that are on uh, fixed incomes, people that have uh, lower incomes and, and think about maybe if they want to join the gym, but they just maybe they don't have the means to. They don't have money to or maybe they do, but maybe they're just not comfortable spending that money at like a Planet Fitness or whatever kind of a gym. If they were to be at a church and if they were, you know, if that need were to be met at a church, maybe they don't. I don't know. Maybe, you know, like I said, maybe the church doesn't have to have a physical like a full blown gym doesn't have to be that. But some kind of something like a tangible presence within a church, within said church that challenges them and compels them to, uh, like I said, to, uh, oh, OK, I'm going to start exercising or do, th you know, do this and do that. Or maybe it could be where, you know, maybe a church hires a personal trainer or something like that. Someone that is that has intimate knowledge of health and well-being and physical fitness that has some form of a degree and that way to where they can, you know, maybe they're hired through the church to, I don't know, they run fit camps on you know, maybe every weekend or maybe a couple of times a month. I don't know, whatever it may be. See what I'm saying? You have them meet at a park, have everyone sign a waiver before they partake in, you know, a said activity. You see what I'm saying? These are just different ideas that I'm spitballing out there. So I'm telling you that it is possible. It is possible for this to happen. And again, I know that not every church is going to look the same, but. The thing is, we are living in a time where a lot of people are fearful. A lot of people are fearful and more fearful than they were probably even last year, you know, or maybe even last month, you know, um, you know, and there's talk of the boo boo 19 supposedly returning. I don't know, but I just believe that this is a need that needs to be filled and fulfilled to some degree. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it doesn't have to be every Sunday. Maybe it could be, I don't know, maybe it could be, I don't know, maybe once a month or maybe once every two months or something like that. Like even something like that, once every two months, you have some kind of a, a sermon that talks about health and wellness and physical well-being. And maybe you have a sermon about blood sugar or blood pressure or workouts or things like nature. This episode is challenging pastors to disrupt the cycle, disrupt the cycle. I know that there's a, you know, there's, you know, following a certain formula, this, that, and the other, but 
maybe perhaps someone out there, whoever this is reaching, disrupt the cycle, break the cycle. I mean, still talk about salvation, still preach about repentance, forgiveness, baptism of the Holy Spirit, all those things, uh, baptism in general, the Holy Spirit in general. Talk about Jesus. Absolutely. Please still do that, because at the end of the day, like I say, it's all about uh, it's all about getting people saved and getting getting people into the kingdom of God and then discipling them and then showing them what their purpose is, i.e. through Sunday classes, uh, Sunday school classes or uh, other church extracurricular activities. And I'm speaking from experience. That is one of the hugest things that has helped shape and mold me into my purpose today. This what I'm doing right now is a, a huge part of my purpose. OK, this is one of the reasons I was put here on this earth to for to enforce and reinforce the significance of physical health and well-being. We're past time. It's way past time. It's due time for churches or more churches to start standing up and being bold about the significance of us taking care of ourselves. Because, look, I said recently on social media that uh, I, I, through a third party, third party information, over 80 percent of disease is caused by emotions. Over 80 percent of disease is caused by emotions. So what am I talking about? We we as people, we feel a, a gamut of emotions every single day. Some of us more emotions than others. Some of us less than others. Some of us are. We, we don't need to go to Six Flags. Some of us, we Six Flags for free every day with a gamut of, of, uh, of emotions that we go through every day. But when you do something like physically working out, where you're working out hard and you're sweating and you're, you know, you're, you're doing it in a very intense manner, there are endorphins that are released. Now, it's, now, working out doesn't permanently solve the problem, but it's one of those things that helps to, that helps to get you through, that helps to get you through. You feel a heck of a lot better about yourself. There's more pride in yourself, not not arrogant pride, but pride and like from an accomplishment standpoint, like, man, I did it today. I did it today. Today's episode is very simple, very simple. More churches need to stand up and talk about this stuff on a frequent basis. Because I'm telling you right now, we are having a lot of premature deaths. We are having premature deaths that are happening. And, and I really don't want to be the one to say this. I really don't want to be the one to say this, but when it comes to COVID-19, look, I know that there are people that have gotten COVID-19 even when they're healthy and people that have got COVID-19 when they're not healthy. And with all due respect, those that have gotten COVID-19 and that are not on the healthy side, I, you know, I know different things can happen for different people, but generally speaking, it, it, it's not a good look. It's not a good look because one of the biggest things is we got to look out for our immune system. If we don't have a strong immune system, it puts us at a greater risk. Well, when I say us, I'm talking about for those that unfortunately uh, have COVID-19. It, it, it can put you at a greater risk in terms of your health. And so that's why I say when we do what we're supposed to do, when we do what we're called to do in terms of taking care of our bodies, we can see our health go to a level that we didn't even imagine that existed. And I promise you, when we do that, we can at the very least, we can get sick less and less. But we also got to remember that God is in control. Yes, God is in control. He is an ultimate control. But guess what? You and I, we have free will. We have the, the Bible talks about self-control. 
Okay, self-control, that, that, that's all a mindset. It's all a mindset. Self-control. We have the free will to exercise self-control and to make the decisions that we need to make in order to do things like when it says to steward our bodies, that means we need to work out multiple times a week. That means we need to be self-controlled in terms of our meals that we eat, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and the meals in between, the supplemental meals in between. That means we need to stay on top of our blood pressure. That means we need to be Watching our for those that have diabetes or borderline diabetes, that means you need to be you need to be on it like like rice all over gravy. Yes, I just made that up like rice all over gravy. You need to be or you need to stay on top of your blood sugars, your blood sugar levels. You need to be uh, you need to be very concerned about those things. That means you need to be checking your BMI. Then you, you need to be weighing yourself from time to time. You need to get you need to get blood work done. Now, I know for me, I know I've been telling myself I need to get blood work, blood work done. And I'm saying that because I don't want to sit here and tell you something and something that I'm not doing. I need to get blood work done very soon because I don't think I've ever done that before. But all those other things, right? Staying on top of your blood pressure. How, how, how many times have we heard that blood pressure can be a silent killer? A lot of us right now walking around with high blood pressure. We don't even know it. A lot of us walking around borderline high blood pressure, hypertension, don't even know it. I, I'm saying it because I see it all the time. I have people asking me when I when I read them their blood pressure numbers. They they ask me, "Is that good?" Is that which tells me they don't know. They don't know. So that's why I said moments ago, if people are not getting their uh, information in terms of health and well being from the church, where are they getting it from? Well, I'm talking about outside of. Uh, certified nutrition, fitness courses, and stuff like that. Outside of those things, where are they getting it from? Because let me tell you something about the internet. Yeah, there's legit information on the internet, but there's also misinformation on the internet. Internet. There's also incorrect, incomplete information on the internet. That's why you got to rep that Second Timothy two fifteen. You got to study to show yourself to prove by God. And again, that's a you know that can be a principle verse. That's not a health and wellness verse, but it's a principle verse. You got to study. You got to study. You got to continue. That's why I'm saying every single person breathing. Every single person breathing that's listening to this podcast, every single person breathing on this earth should study to show themselves approved in terms of studying their body. Why would we not study our bodies or why would we not study about uh, health and wellness and fitness and nutrition? Now, listen, I'm not trying to come from a place of like condemnation, like, oh, you should feel bad because you didn't do it. No, not at all. I'm just I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help you, the listener, put things in proper perspective. Why would we not study like you're studying for a test, right? Well, a lot of you, you've been in school. You study for a test, right? You, you studied your butt off. Some of you, you pull all nighters. Some of you might be in school right now. You studying all nighters. Perhaps you may need to put in that type of effort when it comes to your body. Because I promise you, when you put in that type of work, watch over time, you'll at the very least, you'll get sick less and less and less. I can't guarantee you that you won't get sick because I don't know what kind of mindset you got. I don't know what kind of effort you're going to put in. I don't know what kind of work ethic you're going to put in. I don't know how many times you're going to show up at your gym working out. I don't know how much intensity you're going to put into your workouts. I don't know. So that's why I say at the very least, you will get sick less and less and less and less and less. The more wisdom that you acquire, the more wisdom that you achieve, and the more wisdom that you apply into everything that I'm saying. So, as I said, churches, it's time. It's time to to stand up. 
and it is time for health and wellness and fitness to be somewhat of a mainstay, a mainstay in the church. Now, I don't want this to come across as holding other churches to the fire as far as, oh my gosh, the, they haven't done or said anything in regards to health and wellness or fitness, so oh my gosh, they're a bad church. No, that's not what this is about. This is about, as I mentioned, that for me, and I know others have noticed it too, others that I talk to along the way, they've either thought about it or they've noticed it to some degree, that it's just, I don't know if this is a topic that is just, it gets avoided or it's been thought about, but they just, pastors don't talk about it. I don't know. You know, I've never given a Sunday sermon behind a pulpit. Okay. Again, as I mentioned, when I said I taught uh, pretty much basics of health and wellness at, in, at, at the previous church I went to, that was in a Sunday school format, like not in front of the pulpit, in front of everybody. It was like in a smaller classroom setting, but, uh, you know, I, like I said, I believe that this needs to be talked about on a Sunday morning service or a Sunday evening service, Wednesday night, whenever it may be, on a somewhat semi-frequent basis. Like I said, it doesn't need to be every Sunday, but I do believe it is one of those needs that needs to be met. You know, because some people may think, well, well where, where in the Bible does it say that the church should talk about health and wellness? Where does it say that? And that's what I, I want to briefly touch on that as well. I want to caution uh, those of us in the body of Christ that have a, a one dimension mindset in terms of well, what does the Bible say about this? What does the Bible say about that? What, what, what does it say? Now, not that's not that it's wrong to think that way, but we also need to add to that and say, what is God saying? In addition to what does the Bible say? We also need to stand back and say, OK, what is God saying? And not just what is he saying within the Bible? But what is he saying today? What is God saying today? Because here's the thing. God is always speaking. God is always speaking, as you have heard or as you may have heard. The real kicker is, are we listening? And even more so, are we living in such a way where we prime our, our, our minds and our hearts to stay in a position to listen to what he's saying? Okay, and as I mentioned moments ago, I believe that this is, one of the needs, there are many other needs that need to be met as well in the church. But for me and what I'm passionate about, I believe the health, the physical health and well-being of the people of the church within the four walls of the church. I believe that is a sector of life that need that needs to be not just addressed behind the pulpit, but it needs to be intimately addressed. It needs to be frequently addressed and it needs to be a mainstay, somewhat of a mainstay in the church. And again, when I say mainstay, I'm not talking about in message form only. And I'm not talking about when a church has a bookstore and you have books about health and well-being, which that's great. That is fantastic, too. But I'm also saying that there needs to be some form of a uh, like a physical presence, whether it be, I don't know, some kind of a, you know, maybe some gyms do have some kind of a workout area, equipment area. Some, some churches have that. Some churches have that. And I'm not, again, I'm not going to sit here and say every church should have that. I know ch different churches have different budgets and different visions of how things should be laid out, but there needs to be something tangible. So that way the people of God and the people in general that are in the church, they physically see, Oh, okay. 
this is pretty cool. They have not just whether it be a basketball court or whether it be some kind of a, a healing center, as I mentioned, that the previous church I went to, they were going to build a healing center. How awesome would that be if more churches had a healing center? But churches need more nutrition education, fitness education, mental health education. And again, you could, you know, there's all sorts of ideas you could do. Um, you know, you can bring in, you can bring in specialists that specialize in each of these things that I'm saying. While the, while all that is a good thing, that is a great thing. I believe it is also beneficial when, now I don't want to make this a, uh, like a, a necessary, like it's got to happen, but it probably wouldn't be a bad idea that when you have someone, I'll say it this way. When you have someone on staff in the church that specializes in at least one of these areas, that's only a benefit for everybody else involved. So there's definitely going to be more to talk about in regards to this topic, in regards to more churches just being bold and standing up and uh, talking about this issue, talking about the uh, the sector of health and well-being and physical well-being, because as I mentioned, it's going to be, I would believe it would be more beneficial when you have someone on staff or maybe more than one person on staff that specializes in one or multiple of these areas. So that way it increases the chances of, or the opportunities of these messages being brought on a frequent basis. All right. So like I said, there's going to be more that I could talk about. And we're going to continue to talk about this and address this because we we need to we need to we need to get these statistics these negative statistics down to zero and who knows it may never get down to zero but guess what we can put all our efforts together and we can try all right so until then i will catch you guys on the next episode of the ultimate you podcast stay tuned and be sure to share this message out this is something that uh yeah oh yeah we're gonna have a, a field day with this one but until then I'll catch you guys on the next episode. As always, change and be changed. All right, guys and gals. Once again, I want to say thank you for jamming this episode of the Ultimate You podcast. You are greatly appreciated. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, I want to support this podcast, but I don't know how to go about doing that. Well, that's what the purpose of this is for. Now, if you want to financially support the Ultimate You podcast, you can just scroll down in the description of this episode and you should see a link that has the word support in it. Just go ahead and click that link and then follow the instructions accordingly. And then you can donate an amount of your choosing. You can be a monthly supporter or you can be a one time donation supporter or however often you choose to financially support the podcast if you choose to do so or Simply put, you can just support the podcast by sharing it with people, right? Because there's people all over the world that desire to be healthier in some way, shape or fashion. doesn't matter what their background is. doesn't matter if they're working corporate America or if they're an entrepreneur or anything in between. We all want to live the absolute best lives possible when it comes to our health. So either way, whatever method you choose to support, I just want to say I thank you very much. I hope you'll keep riding with me on the Ultimate Youth Podcast. As always, change and be changed. <laughs>